was my duty to fight for what I love. I should have... So that is the reaction of some local students going to see Black Panther. Of course, the one romantic scene in the movie. And uh, our own Brianna Kelly from On the Ground Ipsy and Concentrate Media was there to capture that moment. Uh, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. And this is On the Ground Ipsy on 89.1 WEMU. It is a partnership we have with Concentrate Media and their embedded reporter, Brianna Kelly, who is here with us again on a Wednesday morning and uh, just... Obviously, you went to see a movie with some people, so we'll talk about that mm-hmm. in a minute. Uh, but uh, give us the idea again. Give me the 30-second spiel. What are you doing, and, and uh, how can we get involved? All right. Well, On the Ground Ipsy is back for another year, so I'll be embedded in the community for the entirety of 2018. I'm keeping an eye out for stories that amplify voices that normally don't have the chance to be heard and stories that don't have the chance to be told. So we're really looking to highlight um, some r- positive stories about people who are doing wonderful things in the community and give them a platform to help share that information. And you've picked a, a perfect guest for this week, uh, Jermaine Dickerson. This is a name that we've said several times on the station. That when we go out looking for people trying to make a positive difference in the community, um, you seem to be at the head of the list recently. And I, <laughs> and I think, you know, by bringing attention to yourself uh, through Hero Nation and uh, some of the things that you do out there in the world, I think you are making a difference. So welcome and, and thanks for being here this week. Thanks for having me. So um, let's just rewind a little bit. I know that what we're eventually going to talk about is uh, the big uh, premiere of Black Panther that you raised money to bring a lot of local students to go see. Uh, so we'll get to that. And I'm very excited about that because Black Panther has a lot certainly to talk about. And, and I'd love to have your take on why it's important inside our community. But let's rewind a little bit and let's talk about where did you start really getting active in our community? Uh, Well, I would say within the last uh, year or so, um, because, you know, after I graduated EMU, I wanted to focus specifically on my art career and, you know, because I am a freelance or a self-employed graphic designer and illustrator. Um, But beyond that, I felt the need to do more. Uh, I've always felt the calling to be involved in, uh, you know, social justice or helping others. And so uh, once I got a feel for the community a bit more because once I when I was at EMU I was in my own bubble but once I got more familiar with the community I began to see what spaces I fit in and began to see and listen to what needs needed to be addressed uh, and so it it just it transformed into something else. Like I remember telling my one friend, you know, I was at a comic book shop at Fun For All. I said, you know, I want to start a superhero movement. And I said, I don't know what I want to do, uh, but I want to do something. And then that eventually, you know, months and months later, that led to Hero Nation. There's a natural connection there, though, because traditionally superheroes help those that are too weak to help themselves, that need assistance. And, of course, they're doing it in the visage of uh, powers that they've gotten from an animal or being from another planet or, you know, being hit by a radiation beam or something along those lines, but that doesn't exist in real life. So how do you become a superhero in real life? Well, I think, at least from how I perceive it, I think by helping people discover that agency, uh, by... Ex- uh, embracing and accepting your voice, what you have to offer the world, uh, being kind-hearted, uh, standing against in- inequity, inequality, injustice, bigotry, all that other stuff. I think taking a stand, even when it isn't the easiest thing to do, that to me is what makes a hero. But again, that goes back to discovering that power inside of you. And there's always that part of the hero's journey where the hero has to 
make a decision, myself or everyone around me. Mm-hmm. And every and you're wearing a Wonder Woman shirt today, and she went through that, of course, having to leave to go serve the world, and you know, as part of her calling, leaving her island home. You know, uh, Superman many times, I'm sure, looked around and said, "Is it worth it?" You know, is it worth all this pain and trial and tribulation that I suffered through personally to help those around me? The answer always is yes, and that is the defining moment for them. It's less how they acquired their powers, but the moment where they chose to use them to do good. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, and I think in where, where, where I'm getting with that, and I think you would agree with me, is that in, if you look at it from that perspective, then anyone can be a superhero. Exactly. It just takes standing up and saying, this isn't right, i got to do something about it. Yes, superheroes are very much real, and there's definitely historical and social evidence to prove all of that. So what's your hero journey over the last year or so? How has this developed into a, a thing you're now bringing that's out there to the in the world? I mean, you know, sometimes superhero stories uh, begin, origin, origin stories at least, uh, start with a, a call to action. Okay. Even though I've always had this thought to do a superhero movement, I didn't know what it would look like. Uh, but then, you know, after the Trump election, uh, after seeing the negative impact and the the wave that it negative wave that it sort of started, um, you know, I felt even more a greater sense of urgency to get up and do something about it. After I, you know, reflected on my own emotions, after I went through my own sense of pain, uh, I said, you know what, I just can't stand idly by. There's something that something must be done. And so I think one of the ways to combat. Uh, this sort of villainy or this uh, oppressiveness that's happening in the world today, again, is to help people discover that agency, that hero inside of them. And so that's when Hero Nation came about, where I wanted to help people discover that power to say that, look, we can do something. You can do something because you have the power to do so. Let's help people discover Hero Nation really quickly. Uh, where can I find you if I wanted to help you or learn more about what you're doing? Well, go to HeroNationIpsy.com or you can just contact the uh, my email or the Hero Nation email at HeroNationIpsilanti at gmail.com. All right, so coincidentally or not, about a year ago the the world starts becoming really enthralled with this new movie coming out called Black Panther. Based on a Jack Kirby comic from 50 years ago, um, not super well known uh, except for those that run in circles that really love the idea of a superhero that doesn't look like anyone else that has been traditionally in the mainstream. Uh, Much like we experienced with Wonder Woman last year with a strong female role showing that you know, it, you don't have to be a boy to play in this game. Mm-hmm. And now we have Black Panther uh, coming out saying, you know, that you don't have to look like you're from Kansas in order to save the world. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, but obviously portraying Africa and, and portions of it in an incredibly positive light. And both those things fly in the face of what traditionally we see in our popular media. So, how did you latch onto that? Why did you latch onto that? Absolutely, as you as you said, uh, there's a Western perception of what Africa is, and so uh, I think us as Black people, oftentimes a representation is shown through the eyes of slavery or or drug wars or things of that sort, and there's a place and stuff for that because I think it's important to tell certain narratives because we can't uh, forget that aspect of American history or that part of our culture in some ways. Uh, but it's it was refreshing to see uh, a celebration of African cultures uh, in a very Afrofuturistic, in a very, uh, what I think, a rep- uh, revolutionary way in regards to representation because uh, Africa is normally depicted as this impoverished area that is barren, without life, without culture, uh, that has nothing to offer the world. But Wakanda is an allegory for the greatest that Africa can be uh, or what it could have been if it weren't for things like colonialism or imperialism. Yeah, and you and I were talking a little bit before we um, started recording here that they use the term colonizer a lot to um, 
to talk about white people, basically. Mm -hmm. And it is a perfectly accurate term because a lot of Africa, like many other uh, impoverished nations in South America, Africa, you know, the Southeast Asia, were colonized by Europeans, uh, predominantly white people. Mm -hmm. um, and I was, I was pleasantly shocked that they weren't afraid to talk like that um, because it made perfect sense. I mean, here you have this nation that is hiding from the world, but is superior to almost every other part of humanity in every way, technology, uh, the way that their society is built. You know, certainly have some negatives, obviously, and they play out in the movie, um, but they've hidden it because they're afraid of what will happen if the world finds out that they have this resource. It, 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 you're right. It is such a parallel for so many things that we're seeing in our world today. Obviously, we don't have superheroes and vibranium, um, but we do have resources we ignore because of what we put on the people that are bringing to the table. How is it important to you to get that message in front of an audience that has maybe been beaten their entire lives up with the notion that the former is the truth, that now they're going to see a new truth in media? Yeah, so I think it was definitely intentional that we made sure that we targeted a primarily black students to see this, have this experience because, you know, uh, as you said, they've been beaten up their entire lives. A lot of them are going through th things right now at home or in their families. Uh, I even talked to one student while I was in line getting popcorn and he said, I haven't seen a movie in five years. I haven't, I couldn't afford it. Uh, and so hearing stories like that, uh, it, it makes me realize that there is a space for this. There's a need for this. And not in, only in regards to representation on screen, but just the representation of struggles, the representation of making sure that everyone's struggle is being uh, acknowledged and, so, and addressed. And now I'm not saying that Hero Nation can, uh, uh, you know, end world hunger or anything like that, but there is a space for everyone. Uh, there is a purpose uh, for escapism. There's a purpose for fiction because it empowers us. And so uh, what we try to do is to make sure that every event that we host, like the Black Panther event that we had, uh, allows people to find, to escape and to find that sense of empowerment and that's what I hope that we the, the youth that came to our event had a chance to experience. Now, I know you went out into the world and said, hey, we'd like to do this project with Hero Nation, bring these kids to see the movie. Can you support it? The response was overwhelming. Yes. How how did that affect you? <laughs> well, I remember I got the the quote from the movie theater to uh, how much the, it was going to cost to rent out the auditorium, and they said it was going to be around three thousand dollars or twenty six thousand or twenty six hundred dollars. Right. Uh, but then I rounded it up to three thousand, you know, because I wanted to say I do a little bit of extra. I said sure. I, we have an extra money to do goodie bags and stuff like that. And so I put it on Twitter. I said, hey, uh, well, I called my best friend. I said, oh my god, I don't know how this is going to work. I'm freaking out. But then something inside me said, you know what? Maybe this will work out. I have faith in this process. I have faith in people's faith in this movie. Uh, and I have faith in the, you know what, what people have, believe in and what Hero Nation stands for. And so I put it out on Twitter. I said, hey, Twitter, I need to raise $3,000 in about five days to take low-income youth to see Black Panther. And within two hours, uh, two or two and a half hours, we raised over $3,500. Within wow. a week, we raised 10000 So we capped at about $10,500. Uh, and that was an adrenaline rush. It was amazing. So, yeah. It's, an, it's nice to know that there are other people that are like-minded, that, that value the work that you're doing and put enough import on it to hand over their cash. I mean, we experience that here at WEMU. We ask people for money twice a year and are graciously excited to yeah. have people say, yep, what you do is important enough. Here's some cash. Um, what did you do with the extra money? Where did it go towards? I mean, what good works are? Is that helping to fund? Yeah, well, a lot of the money that we spent, because uh, we had a set budget, but we went a little over budget because I wanted to do a bit more for this event. Because sure. it's going to be a while since we, we do a, a larger event, um, maybe even this year. Um, but we, uh, I went out of the way to get in contact with people within the comic book industry. I, we've had mainstream comic book 
comic book publishers donate stuff to our event. Uh, we've had, you know, toys donated uh, and, and things of that sort. We've had uh, other merchandise donated. Uh, I ended up buying a lot of toys are, are myself. Uh, I ended up buying Black Panther standees. And so whatever I could find, I would I would be up at 3 o'clock in the morning looking at eBay and Amazon, just getting really excited about the possibilities. Because I said, if I buy this one item, it's a possibility that this very thing could inspire this youth to, to you know, or it could change their life or do something. And so that was my mentality when I was, you know, when I went, went forward and buying that stuff. But any additional funds outside of that will go towards uh, other Hero Nation programs. Now, I know, Brianna, your, your story primarily covered the, the actual movie viewing itself and the reaction of the crowd mm-hmm. and and certainly Jermaine's story of getting them there. Mm-hmm. How was it to sit among these couple hundred kids from Ipsy and watch this amazing movie? It was incredible. It was like inspiring just seeing their reactions and seeing how they could potentially be inspired by this film. It's fun to sit in a room with a bunch of emotionally involved people and watch a movie, isn't it? Right. And I mean, it's funny with the opening soundbite that we used, the only romantic um, <laughs> part in the movie. Of course, it elicited a priceless reaction from a room full of 150 teenagers. So it was just so much fun. And I had the chance to speak to a bunch of the kids after the movie, too, and hear what their reactions were. I'm assuming positive. Yes, yeah, they had some really great things to say. Cool, cool. And and um, Jermaine, what's next for Hero Nation? Well, we moving forward. Uh, we're in the sort of evolving stage, and so last year when I started Hero Nation, it was just a Comic Con, but now it, it was also a social movement. But now it's becoming even more, and so uh, the goal is to it's going to stay a movement. I, I see it as a movement, uh, and I consider it an organization. So moving forward, the goal is to register as a nonprofit, uh, and so where we could have programs and events like a Comic Con, like more events like the Black Panther event, uh, uh, where we'll host all of those things throughout the year, but. Right now, I'm sort of I'm sort of tinkering, uh, you know, toying around a bit to see what works, what doesn't, uh, and to figure out what our needs are. So I'm doing a bit of listening to to the needs of the community. We're getting feedback from the youth to see what other things they want to see. So now we can get involved with the school now that this event was a success. And so we want to, you know, make sure that we cater to other parts of the community as well. Do you find that after doing a big event like you did that things look smaller past that? Or are you okay with doing the small things and then the occasional big thing. See, that's what the, <laughs> the issue I have. I mean, I'm already talking with friends, too, about collaborating in other parts of Ipsy, and, and they got to remind me, and they say, Jermaine, you don't, everything doesn't have to be so big, because <laughs> I am the go big or go home That's tough. That's <laughs> tough. It is very tough. <laughs> Always and, trying to beat the last success. Yes, and so trying to find that balance of having smaller events. So I think I want to focus on that, too, so that I can have that, you know, that diversity of, you know, size and whatnot. Well, and that's scope. the beauty of what you're doing, too, and we feel this here, that even if you only see a, that you've made a difference in one life, exactly, it feels just as good as when you do it with 100 or 200 at a time. Yes, exactly. Well, thank you so much for bringing Hero Nation to Ypsilanti. We look forward to chatting with you in the future about what other good works you'll be doing in Ypsilanti, so keep us surprised of progress. Yes, thank you for having me. And um, uh, tell me once again, it's HeroNationIpsy.com. Yep. Yes. I remember that. Beautiful. Yep. All right, Brianna Kelly, welcome back. Thanks. Um, glad you got to <laughs> hang out and uh, watch this cool movie with yes. uh, all these... You know, that was must have been tough getting paid to sit there and watch like <laughs> It was, you know, such a grueling day of work. Looking forward to talking to you again next week. Have a great day. I'm Patrick Campion. This is 89.1 WEMU-FM and HD1 Ypsilanti.